Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm delighted to have as our guest today, Mark Kruczynski, a produce merchandiser and trainer for Garrity's Supermarkets. Mark's been with the company for more than 25 years now and is someone I'm so excited to learn from more. I had actually been following Mark's work on LinkedIn for a while, and then we got to meet in person because Mark came over and introduced himself at the Viva Fresh Expo a little bit earlier this year. And so it's just wonderful, Mark, to have this opportunity to continue the conversation. Thanks so much for being with me. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So first, let's kind of start at the beginning. How did you very first get into produce? Uh, well, first job, 16 years old. I uh, got into the supermarket field. My older brothers had done it. Uh, before me, so I follow in their footsteps, you know, and uh, so I, I uh, had my first opportunity, and uh, it was at a supermarket in uh, Marshalltown, Iowa. It's where I was living at the time. Uh, it was called Econo Foods, and uh, they told me I could either have a, a position in produce as a clerk or the bakery department, and um, I picked produce, and that's how it all started. 26 wow, years later, still doing it. <laughs> you know. That's that's amazing. Now, had your brothers done produce too, or had they been other no. parts of the store? No, they were, they were, uh, my, my oldest brother, he, uh, he just got into grocery. He was a grocery clerk and then he, uh, he joined the military at 18. So that's when he departed the grocery business. And, uh, my other older brother, he's, uh, he, he has done it all in, in the field and he's still doing it right now. He's currently uh, a butcher. He's a, he's a into meat management uh, for us at Garrity's as well. Oh my gosh. That's wild. So you actually have your family within the business all these years later. Oh yeah. It, it goes, it goes uh, pretty deep with, with the family. I, I my, my wife uh, worked at uh, the same Garrity store I was in, in the bakery. That's where I met her. Oh she was a gosh. cake decorator at the time. And, um, and then uh, my stepson worked in the bakery with her and my son worked in produce with me. So just everybody had their hands in it. My daughter, too. She worked in the bakery. So. Wow, that's pretty special. You don't hear that every day. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a, it's a family owned company we have here, Garrity's, that I, that I work for. And uh, they, they really hold on to that. You know, they, they, they like to have as much family as, as they can. And, and it really works out. That is so neat. So tell me a little bit about once you got your start in produce uh, all those years ago at such a young age, what was it or what was the point where you started to think, hmm, I think this might be more than a summer job. I think I might like to hang around here. Yeah. Um, well, again, I started out as a part-time clerk and then, you know, essentially uh, moved into full-time when that became available. You know, I, I knew after high school, college wasn't for me. It's just wasn't my thing. I was just going to work. Sure. Um, and my family moved around my mom and dad, my dad's business kept uh, moving them state to state. Uh, he was, uh, he worked in a paper mill and, and that was, uh, it was short lived. Sometimes they kept closing down shop and you had to go wherever you could find work. So when I was to a, to a stable enough age, I went back to our, our home in Pennsylvania where I'd grown up and, um, got a job with Garrity's. Um, and, uh, from there I signed on as an assistant produce manager and, uh, that, that's, that's when, uh, it started to develop into more, you know, the more I started to do, the more I wanted. And to this day, I, I'm still not done. Yeah. 
That's amazing. So what what would you say, if you had to boil it down, are the things that have kept you in in produce over the years and also with charities? Because I mean, if, you know, in in the day of the millennials switching jobs every couple of years, you know, it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty awesome to have somebody with that kind of tenure. It is. It is pretty crazy. And, and it's it's hard to wrap your head around sometimes because, you know, you, you read stories on LinkedIn and you hear things and, and you see uh, resumes passing passing by where, where, well, I see this particular person had like 10 jobs in, in, in 12 years. You know, that's crazy. And I'm sitting here in one job for 26 years now. And what's better? You know, you don't know. And they, they that that's how you get your opportunity sometime is by taking that leap of faith and trying different jobs. If, if you're not getting anywhere where you're at, then it's time to move on, you know? And, uh, I, I've just, I started my family young, um, you know, so I had to work, you know, and, and, and Garrity's is a very, very stable place to be. And, and there was lots of opportunity and, and, there was no reason to go anywhere else. You know, this is where I wanted to live. I wasn't going to uproot my kids and the family and the whole nine yards. So I made the best of, of what was offered to me and I stuck it out. And, and here we are, you know, I went into management and uh, then we got uh, a new director a few years ago, uh, um, Bob, uh, that you met at the show with me. And uh, he really opened up some doors for me. And um, that that's, that's even even made the, uh, the the want all the more, you know. I mean, he's taken me to the Viva show and a couple other little shows locally, and and it really it opens up all different channels of of what you could do in this field, you know. And and I stayed in produce because um, it, it it really there's more to it than just fruits and vegetables, you know, uh, perishables, especially it's, it's a mind game. You always have to be thinking, you always have to be ahead, the seasonal changes, the color, and, and just the displays you can make, you know, I mean, groceries great and all, but you, you put out a pallet of cereal, it's a pallet of cereal. But when you do it with, with the, the perishable live product, it really comes to life and, and, and it's, it's very rewarding. And that, that's why I stayed in, in the perishable department. That's awesome. And I'm glad you mentioned Bob, because I, I remembered, you know, you talking about some of the the programs that you guys have been building since since he came in yes. a few years ago. And of course, coinciding with the pandemic. So you're trying to kind of start these new things and, and get other things rolling in the midst of this crazy situation that nobody had any control over. What what were some of the, the priorities, the, the things that you guys are working on? And then how did that work in the midst of all the craziness? It, it was it was pretty chaotic, you know. This pandemic really changed how we do things and how we approach things, you know. Um, there was always, uh, you know, like uh, country of origin labeling, cool. You'll hear in in our business, and 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 it made it all that more important now. Uh, steps like that, and where you're getting your your product from, and who's handling it, and how they're handling it, and how many people are handling it. Um, it, it really, it, it kind of like pumped the brakes on how aggressive we were. We have a, a wonderful team at Four Seasons Produce that comes up and helps us with uh, department resets and, and, uh, and big projects like that. We'll all get together. We'll actually work overnight and, you know, when the stores close so you could 
kind of not worry about the mess you're making when you're changing everything. Because when we change, it's not just little displays. You know, we're taking cases out, putting new equipment in, and and, and the whole nine yards. It's all the bells and whistles. And and uh, when when the pandemic hit, you know, then okay, well, you have to be six feet apart. You know, uh, everybody's wearing masks and sanitizing and everything. So we really had to get away from that part of our business, which we really enjoy because it's more than the day to days. Um, we had to worry about safety first, you know, and keep everybody healthy. It, it, there was so much information all at once with the pandemic. You, you got to a point where you didn't know what to believe anymore, you know, so you just worried about your own personal safety and how you could take care of yourself, which in turn takes care of everyone else around you. So we, we, we stopped all of those projects for a while and uh, kind of just just spread out and, and, and let everything settle down before we, we got back at it. And, and currently right now we're in the midst of a, a complete store remodel in one of our locations. And we're going to be doing the produce department uh, second week of July, third week of July. We're getting new cases in and all new equipment. So that's our next big party we're going to have. And uh, we're, we're all looking very forward to it. That's awesome. So when you when you guys uh, approach and kind of plan this this free model, what all is on the table? Like, what's the scope of how big we can go, the kind of changes we can make, like uh, set the stage a little bit for what that process looks like? Well, when, when, when it's a full store renovation like this, it's a lot of it's, you know, above us, the owners, uh, they, they get with the uh, contractors and they drop their blueprints and, you know, every department head, uh, you know, like Bob for produce and all the other uh, supervisors we have put in their own uh, two cents, so to speak, for, for their own respective departments. And um, once everything is all settled, then they draw it up. This has been probably... Oh, I don't know, six, seven years in the making this this remodel um, because they they came up with plans and of course the blueprints change and then it's permit time and you have to you know file for this and file for that and everything took long enough beforehand. But then again, another aspect of the pandemic when you ordered new cases prior to you were like four to six weeks out you could get your equipment. Well, now when you're ordering cases, the backlog on all this equipment, the metal, everything that goes into it, now they're telling you you're 14 to 16 weeks out. You're waiting over a year for your stuff now. So that's how far out you have to plan these projects. And it's gotten better, but it's still not where it was. And Lord knows it won't ever be again. You know, it's just just how it's going to be now. Because not only are, are, are the equipment... Uh, delayed well now that everything's kind of getting back to normal now all your refrigeration techs and all your electricians they're all getting backlogged because everybody wants to get their jobs done so it, it really is a trickle down effect and it's it's more than than you just see in front of you you know when you lay it all out you're like oh yeah it's going to take a lot longer than we planned but uh the ball is rolling now and and uh it, it's gaining gaining ground and, and we're excited to get into our, our produce department. That's awesome. So what are some of the uh, what are some of the produce department features for this this remodeled store that you're most excited about? Well, uh, Bob is, is he's a mastermind and he, he's uh, 
he's very enthusiastic and excited about it as well. And, and it just never, never gets old with him, but, uh, all new cases, uh, updated models, not just same old plain Jane cases. He, he looks for all of the trendy effects, uh, and, we have the, the misting systems with our fresh greens that you'll see in stores, you know, and, uh, and we just had the, the light mist and he did some research and he found these European misting systems, uh, that, that, uh, that he saw somewhere on online or he saw it in a store. Bob was from Texas for a while. So he saw a lot of the, the South and the, the Midwest and, and, and the Western uh, ways of doing things. And, and they, they, uh, they spray more volume of water and it's, it's, you could, it's more directional and, and it works. We just tried it in a new store and uh, the, the cost is a little more, but, but the difference it makes is incredible in, in the freshness of the greens. And uh, it may have to do with the, the fact of the warmer, drier climates out West and down South that it pumps more volume you know, so uh, who knows, but uh, we tried it and we like it. And he also has uh, sound effects hooked up to uh, the misting system. So every time the mister goes off, however you have it programmed every 10 minutes or whatever, it uh, there, there's a rainforest effect. You hear the thunder and and uh, like tropical birds and all kinds of stuff. And, and the customers really seem to enjoy it. You know, I mean, the employees, not so much when they hear it all day long, but but it's different, you know, it's, it's, it's trendy. It, it plays a song singing in the rain and, and, and it really is a neat effect to have that you don't see anywhere else, you know? So, and, and that's, that's Bob. He wants to stand out and, and, and I love it. So I'm all in with this guy and we do all of these, these different things. It's really fun. That is fantastic. Mark, I can't even tell you the delight that I would experience if I was standing by the wet rack and suddenly the misters came on and singing in the rain started playing. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. When I, uh, when I get back into a store next week, I'll have to FaceTime you when it's going off. Get experience <laughs> that's awesome. We launched it in one store and, and he's adding it to all the others now, you know, so as we oh. go and do remodels where we're getting it everywhere. It's a lot that of fun. is too cool. That is too cool. And you mentioned, you know, with Bob coming in, just, you know, additional doors opening for you in terms of opportunities. And I'm, I'm guessing, you know, being a little more involved in different projects and parts of the business. Right. What have been some of the most exciting of, of those opportunities for you? Well, I would have to say last year, uh, we went to the Viva Fresh show. First time. My first experience with a show. 30 years in produce. The first experience with anything like this you know and and it was uh it was pretty crazy you know and it, it was like we spoke uh down there last year was a lot smaller because of the pandemic it was just starting to get get going again but there were probably half as many vendors but the experience was the same you know meeting people and 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 just getting out there and and you know speaking to the growers uh you know everybody in logistics and uh, the, the the seminars that we attend at this show, uh, you know, like the like the cybersecurity one we just saw, um, you don't even think of that stuff when you're apples and oranges. You don't even think of that stuff, but it it's real and it's a big part of it, you know. And not only in in uh, your own company's uh, frame of mind, it it affects who you're buying from, how it's getting to you. And, and what happens when it gets there, you know, it's just, it's just, it's real scary out there when you break it all down. 
um, it's big business and uh, it really it opens my eyes to things that just never occurred to me and um, that that's what I, I take from the shows the most is meeting new people finding out how our products are grown how they're packaged how they're loaded and how they get to me before you know we even have a chance to to sell it to our customers and uh and and the produce end of it you know i i had to write a recap of of the show and i said um that we have our hands in the world eating healthy you know and, and to think about that is that that's something it's it's it really is something handling all the produce and you know if it's not just eating raw vegetables it's what restaurants are preparing for their clients and it just hand in hand it's all around the world it's incredible it really is and i'm glad you mentioned the um the show because of course i got to to meet you there and bob and then you guys even had one of your produce managers aj there as well and yep. i thought that was so cool is that was that his first show too or have you guys brought your managers along before no, that was his first as well. Um, you know, uh, he may have done something with his prior company. Uh, AJ was with a, another family-run chain in this area um, called Insulacos, but they're uh, they're no longer in in business in the retail aspect of it. But um, he's he has uh, quite a few years in in on me. He's been with Garrity's about as long as I have, but he's a little bit older than I am, so he's got prior experience with the other company so whatever they did i don't know if he attended any shows or, or anything with them but um but he was just as excited as i was my first time and and it was it was like twice as big this year and it was really cool for him we had a real good time and and hopefully we go again you know we, we look forward to the next and uh he, he will be attending with us next year if we get to go again so I just think that's the coolest thing when you can have, you know, folks who also have connectivity to the stores and your folks who work in the stores if between those folks and the whole industry, like you were describing, like all the different parts of the supply chain and seeing how it comes together. Cause you know, I've talked with produce managers over the years and you know, if, if they don't get to come along to stuff like that, it's easy to feel like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm in this world of, of my individual store, right. And like the day-to-day -day stuff that I'm in, like, yeah. that's, that's what I know of the industry, right. That and whatever's yeah. coming in the back room and that's to be it. able to get a broader view or hear directly from someone on, you know, the broader view of the industry that, yeah. that can do some pretty cool things. I think it, it really has, you know, and like I said, I was a produce manager for all those years and, and my, my longest run in one store was the store we're remodeling now, West Pittston. I was in there probably about 15 years when, when Bob came on and, uh, and he pulled me out of the stores and uh, made me a merchandiser trainer. Uh, and that, that's when it started to grow for me. I'm like, wow, there's more to it than writing an order and doing a schedule and just making sure all your, your uh, employees are in line and taking care of their, their business um, started uh, with, with meeting vendors and, and phone calls and, and, and emails and stuff like that to, uh, to procure uh, different items and, and do distributions. And, and uh, we have a big local uh, offering in this area. Uh, we have a lot of local farmers. Um, we have a, a, a local apple 
uh, farmer, Greg Heller from Heller Orchards, and uh, probably about 45 minutes from all our stores. So we do all of our our local Apple business with with him and, and his family, and it's been like that for years. And um, apple cider, we're known for braces apple cider, probably another half hour from all our stores. So been with Larry Brace and his his business uh, since I'm with Garrity's and then even longer before that. Um, and then uh, we get some local vegetables uh, out here. And another guy, probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes from everybody. Um, Bill Hopkins, him and his son, Andrew, service all our stores. We get our local corn from, from them, and uh, he does all kinds of other vegetables for us and some fruits, and, and it all comes in, and uh, that's something that Bob had handed off to me is to handle all the locals, you know, and take care of all of that, and, and that's when I started getting more and more involved with things, and, and then the show started, and, and I can't wait to see what's next, you know. I'm up for anything. That's amazing. And how do you, for the local program, for you guys in your area, is it mostly a certain time of the year or what's kind of the, the spread? And how do you how do you coordinate kind of where that goes in the assortment and moving things around and the marketing side of it? What's that endeavor been like for you? Well, it's it's, it's been a challenge uh, with uh, especially with Bill and Andrew Hopkins with their different variety items. You know, they do a lot of peppers and beans and and uh, you're squash and eggplant your summer veggies you know anything you'd grow in your garden tomatoes and uh and the corn of course when the corn comes up everybody gets into their local corn shortly after the fourth of july depending on mother nature you know see how she plays it it'll make her break you you know with the with the local farming business um but the challenge there is you lock into a price with your local and you want to help them because they're helping you and and you they're very flexible, but on, on the same side, that's their livelihood and, and they can't really give too much. You know, they're not this big warehouse where you can play pricing games sometimes, you know, if you need something for a hot ad and, and their volume too, you know, I mean, we have 10 stores, so I can't ask them for 200 boxes of green peppers, you know, mm -hmm. he's only going to pick 50 today and you have to make it go around. So it's it's different. We try and 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 separate it in the stores. Uh, we'll do like uh, display bins with just local products, so we could set it up kind of like a little farm stand, and uh, and then you put your your warehouse product on the rack in the in the in the wet wall or the cold case, and and you get you know you literally you can't see the difference, but uh, but we try and we try and play fair with everyone. Uh, we like I said again, ten stores, and it's all different volume levels. So uh, AJ is one of our highest volume produce departments in his location. So he could sell fifty peppers in a day on his own, and then we have another store that would have a hard time selling three. You sure. know, so it, it it really is. We communicate a lot. We do group texting. And I try and stay ahead and just ask everybody what they think they can move, what they would like. This is how many we have available. And everybody, please play fair. You know, AJ won't take them all, even though he knows he can. This way we have a showing in all our locations for all our customers. Because mm -hmm. like the like the family-owned businesses we buy from, their families shop with us to support their product as well. So if they don't see it wherever they can go, you know, that, that presents a, a problem in its own. That's so interesting to hear kind of the the logistics and the coordination and the communication background yeah. 
along with, you know, having the pricing conversations and the setup and what kind of volume yeah. are you getting? So much work that goes into this little window, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, it's so local that all our local farmers help each other as well. You know, the cider guy, we, we buy from all year round. Apple cider used to just be for the fall and Halloween and then goes away for the summertime. But it had grown so much that people want it all year round. You know, we don't sell as much in the summer and the spring, but they, we still sell it. Um, and, you know, when, when they have problems between trucking or whatever, different farmers will help each other out. So they get their product around and, uh, and, and it really is, it really is a nice feeling to be a part of that. That's very neat. I'm going to go back to the shows for one second, just to ask sure. you when you guys go, what do you like, what do you look for? What's on kind of the agenda for like, okay, when we leave here, these are the takeaways we want to have kind of in general. Well, what we, what we focus on, and again, this comes from Bob, Bob has a very particular uh, appeal to, to his departments where he likes to do branding and his flavor profiles uh he wants to be known for it so uh not 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 him in in general per se but garrity's you know yes. he wants to associate flavor profiles and branding with garrity so all the customers that are out there and their word of mouth with their friends and their family go to garrity's and get this it's all they carry it's all they have and it's always great so they know Whichever one of our locations they go in, they know what they're going to get. Um, I'm going to use, for example, um, Del Monte has a honey glow pineapple. Okay. When I started out in produce all those years ago, there was pineapple. That was it. Okay. And then, then you got into Del Monte gold. That was the next pineapple. Well, two years ago, I we went down the show. Uh, Bob being from Texas and working down there, he still has connections and uh, he called up his merchandiser uh, that he had down there, uh, a guy by the name of Greg Ortiz, and asked Greg if he would meet us up and uh, and take us to some stores so we could see what, what the culture is like and what the experience is like down there. And we went to, a, uh, it's called Central Market, H-E-B. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I'll never forget it because we got out of the car and we're walking through the parking lot and uh, when we got up to the sidewalk, I didn't see it yet because it was around the corner, but all you could smell is pineapple. And they had an outdoor display right under the porch, like they had ice tables out and they had the honey glow pineapples all stacked out there and they had some cut and cord, but that's all you could smell. And, and as soon as we saw that, you know, Bob's like, we got to have that. And that started our branding with the honey glow pineapple. That is the only pineapple we carry now at Garrity supermarket. Um, and it's always a, it's always a five count jumbo, you know, he'll, he'll take it on the chin with pricing sometimes just to have his spec. And that's, what's important for your customer to know that they're not going to have to sacrifice what they're shopping for because we're not sacrificing what we're buying. Mm -hmm. um, so he, that that's that's the whole point of the shows to pick out certain items um and sometimes it takes a while it took us probably six to eight months after the first show we went two years ago to start getting into the honey glow pineapple because then he has to go back to 
well, four seasons, the buyer at four seasons where we, where you get our produce from and say, this is what I want. Can you get it for me? So it just starts from there. And, uh, once we start getting it in, it's sporadic at first because, you know, they could only get so much, especially an item like pineapple. And, uh, but now they know that we need, you know, six pallets of pineapples every week. So we're on a, we're on a good system where there's no gaps. Um, this last show, we started uh, getting the seedless lemons. We saw that, those two years ago and it took almost a whole year, but now that's our only lemon. We, we got rid of all conventional lemons and we're carrying just the seedless lemons, the wonderful brand seedless, and, and it's really doing well for us. Um, unfortunately, that's a new item. And we spoke to the growers this year and they alerted us to a growing gap because everybody's starting to get on board and there's only so many to go around. Yeah. So uh, by this time next year, there probably won't be any gaps. They'll be able to grow more and uh, handle the volume. That is, that's so interesting. And, and I love that approach because I know um, for me as a shopper, and I, I always say, well, you know, if I feel this way as a shopper, probably I'm not the only one, right? It's like when you come across an item that is really compelling, like, and I think those that you mentioned are great examples. Um, I tried some, some Driscoll's sweetest batch blueberries earlier this yes. year. Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so the next yeah. time I went in, I asked the the gentleman, you know, colon the the berry display. I said, do you guys happen to have any of those in the back? And he said, well, you know, the availability is kind of here and there, but I do, you know, anytime I see them on the order sheet, I select them because yeah, I know there's, there's a big difference. And it's like, man, when you can get those things, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody does this. I would sign up for a mailing list and when those are available, I would go to the store specifically to get those. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what yeah. you guys are creating. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the goal. You know, uh, we want to have the best that's available for our customers and uh, pretty much want to be the only ones to have it. So that, that's, yeah, you know, it's not like you're trying to corner the market or anything, but you just want to, you just want to be known for it. And, and then it just, takes the question out of their mind, where are we shopping today? Mm -hmm. so we're going to get our best products for our best value with Garrity's going there. Now, you mentioned availability as a factor, which I'm sure is is the case with a lot of these like high flavor, especially newer items. Yeah. How do you handle, you know, because I, I think a lot of times there's this idea that, oh, well, you know, like every everybody expects everything year round. I feel like with storytelling, there's an opportunity to say, well, you know, like this is the season. So this is when we get it right. And so you just have to wait till next year this time for it to come back around. But how do you approach that? Like the availability part of trying to seek like those really best flavor items? Well, that's that's where your your imports come to play, you know, um, and that's a touchy subject, especially pandemic time, you know, uh, you're importing a lot of fruits, you're importing some veggies, you know, uh, we Mexico, South America, Canada, something's in season all the time somewhere, you know, so it really helps out, you know, you get Driscoll berries uh, all year round, you know, uh, most times you get them from California, you know, and then when, when California is done, Mexico picks up, you know, and then, you know, and when, when Mexico is done, then, then there's Florida, you know, there's the, they're always growing somewhere. So that's how they, that's how they combat the, the, the growing gaps, you know, uh, companies get big enough where they could have fields wherever they need them so that there is no gap. You're still getting their product, 
grown in their standards. They just have to use the weather somewhere else. You know, that's, that's pretty much how it works. So you mentioned the honey glow pineapple. What are, what are a couple other favorites of yours as far as like super flavor that, that you guys make sure to, to have whatever possible? Well, okay. The honey glow pineapple is big. Um, right now it's, it's the, the, the tree ripened fruit, uh, where we're getting into, um, we carry the Primo label, um, peaches and nectarines and, and white peaches and, and white nectarines, donut peaches, the, the whole, the whole list, it goes on and on, but that's, <laughs> that's a huge flavor profile. It's preconditioned fruit. Um, and that, that just means it's ready to eat right out of the box. You know, there's no ripening. We'll, we'll also carry the Eastern shore peaches to offer a better value sometimes, but, uh, we'll keep them separate and we'll put them in tote bags and, and have them and, uh, a little bit harder, you know, and you have to leave them sit out. But the the preconditioned uh, Prima fruit, it's picked, it's boxed, and it's shipped, and it's ready to eat all the time. Um, Stemilt, Stemilt cherries will be coming up in probably another two weeks or so, three weeks maybe. Uh, we're going to get into the Washington State cherries. We did pretty well with the California crop, um, and again, that's a flavor profile. And and uh, and a sizing spec. Uh, we like to have uh, the, the biggest fruit possible. So when when you're speaking in cherry terms, you'll hear nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven and a half, twelves. That's that's the the size of the the cherry itself. Um, our spec particularly is a nine and a half. So it's a nice large cherry, and there's a lot of flavor in it. Um, Halos. Halos is big. Uh, whenever you could get a hold of Halos, you know, you have a winner. You know, unfortunately, they're they're uh, hit and miss lately, and, and, and that's a tough category. But again, everybody wants it. So there's only so many to go around. And, and when you have to get away from your Halo branding and your flavor profile and just buy a Mandarin and import whatever's out there, it, it really does become disappointing, you know, because you know what you want and you can't have it all the time. But uh, hopefully that'll rebound and, and we can all get back on on board with the, the halos. Um, what else is out there that's good? Well, you mentioned that the sweetest batch berries. Uh, we get those uh, occasionally when, when they come up. It's not something that's listed all the time available, but there's raspberries, blackberries, blueberries and strawberries. And they're all the sweetest batch. Uh, Driscoll offers them every now and again, and, and when they're out there, we sure do grab them up, um, do a promotion with them. Mm -hmm. um, really, uh, th th there's so many, so many items and so many categories that are growing and changing uh, daily, uh, weekly. Uh, little potatoes, little potatoes have exploded. Uh, for a hundred years, it was ten-pound bags of potatoes five pound bags of potatoes. Well, 10 pound bags kind of went away, you know, you had them for Thanksgiving, you had them for Christmas maybe, and not so much anymore. You don't even hear them anymore. Well, that's, that's what's happening with the five pound potato. Now everybody's buying five pounds and throwing away two pounds at the end of the week. You know, you just don't, families are so busy. They're not cooking home cooked meals all the time. So, uh, in comes the little potato company, you know, that they're creamers and they're, they're in a microwave container or, or a grill pack and it comes with seasoning and it's ready to go. You don't have to peel them. You don't have to wash them. And you just cook them and eat them. It's done. So, so really the, the, 
the modern age of convenience is what's really expanding categories right now. If you can make it easy, they want it. The easier you can make it, the better it is for your business. Um, we, we buy shippers of these items and just put them out and they're gone. Um, all varieties too. It, it, just, it just doesn't matter. Uh, there, there's so many things, the steam it, potato, steamables, microwave right in the bag, you know, and it's easy. Uh, that, that, that's what's really taken off. That's what they really love. And uh, going back to the pandemic, when you were asking how that affected business, that really opened up the category of prepackaged items. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, people were very concerned with how many customers handled this tomato before I picked it up? How many employees handled it? Well, that really expanded our, uh, our clamshell tomato program. Um, we do a great deal of business with, uh, with beefsteak tomatoes. They come prepackaged in clamshells. Uh, there's many cucumbers that come uh, wrapped uh, and, and all of those items throughout the whole department really started doing better. Anything that was prepackaged, they felt safer buying it and safer consuming it and giving it to their families because there was less hands on it just for that simple fact alone. Um, and, and they would be less particular with, with the quality because the safety was there. You know, and, and I'm not saying that that the quality isn't just as good as anything else coming in. But if customers are, are shopping for loose tomatoes, cucumbers are picking them up, squeezing them, smelling them. They want to know everything they can pick up on it. But if they just pick it up in a container, they put it right in the cart and they're gone. It didn't matter at that point. They felt safe. <laughs> so those categories all exploded and they stayed hot for us. And then that's that that's always good, too. We have, we have a great variety of tomatoes. Um, our our next tomato we're working on uh, is the grape tomato category. I mean, you you order grape tomatoes, you'll get you'll get different brands all day long. There you go. <laughs> they look like the Glory Pack uh, cherry tomato, and and we do uh, from from uh, Nature Ripe and Sunsweet. We do all of their variety line, and uh, the Cherub tomato is a premium grape tomato, and that's what we're, we're working on branding with next so that when you go to Garrity's for grape tomatoes, that's what you're going to get seven days a week. And tell me one more time, the, the brand on the tomatoes. The, the well, there's, there's nature sweet, uh, there's nature ripe tomatoes, there's sun sweet, um, but they're, they're categories and they're all premium. There's a, a constellation, which is a blended variety tomato. They're all cherry grape tomatoes, different colors. Uh, what you had in the bowl there looks like the uh, the glory. It's the premium cherry tomato um, and the, the cherubs. Uh, that's the grape tomato. Uh, they have a twilight, which is a, a, a brown tomato. And um, the other one is a comet is a yellow tomato. And they're all super sweet and very flavorful. <clears throat> they're doing really well for us too. I feel like the tomato category, there's so many really good options. These I actually, um, I, I love and they're more expensive, but I, I justify it to myself. So I'm like, listen, this is a fa fantastic, healthy snack. So it's good for me as well as like feeling a little more indulgent. It does cost a little bit more. They're the, what, how, how have you guys seen, um, like the, the cherry tomatoes on the vine? Cause those are actually, those came on the, on the vine pack 
And I really love even like the smell when you pick them off yep. the vine, you know, is like yeah, another smells, extra little thing. <laughs> yeah, it smells like you're in the garden. Um, those are, uh, we, we carry those. They're called the divines actually. And, and they're packaged on the vine, like you said, and they do well for us with also. Um, it, it is, it is a really good item and people seem to enjoy it. Now you, you did mention they cost more and they do. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but when you get what you pay for, that becomes irrelevant. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like, you know, if you're getting a two for five deal on a, brand x grape tomato and you take it home and it just tastes like nothing yeah, you know so what did you so. save what'd you save you know i know i'm eating a tomato i'm getting the vitamins and nutrients from it but it doesn't taste like much yeah. pay another dollar you get the premium and and you're you're just overwhelmed with flavor and and that's what you're going to get every time you go in now yeah well that's the thing i think is um that people talk about price but I think, I think more people think value, they say price, but I think value is what's actually what people are, are really deciding on, right? Because if it was all right. about price, we wouldn't have any of these premium items, right? Like we'd always have right. the lower tier items. And yet we see that willingness to pay, at least, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of situations with a, a certain percentage of the, of consumers, it's like, actually, I think I can sacrifice another dollar for that if it's going to be fantastic and my kids will eat it or like I'll eat Absolutely. it as a snack instead of something less healthy, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what are you saving if you're throwing half of it out? You know, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's where it all comes down to. Well, Mark, you mentioned the, the remodel coming up this summer. Any other kind of fun things happening for you guys this summer that you want to mention? Well, the remodel is, is first and foremost, that's, that's big. You know, we, we pretty much focused completely on that. We do have a couple of stores that we do uh, department resets, we call them. You know, it's not a full-blown store remodel, but we'll get some new equipment in, some new shelving, uh, rearrange the salad case, maybe take it from this side of the department and put it up front, you know, add, add the addition of... Uh, spring loads to help face the product. So it, it keeps, keeps things looking neater with less labor. And, um, these, these are all the small, small projects we do all year long to keep us current and uh, to keep it, uh, keep it fresh and new in all our stores. Uh, it, it really freshens up. We do seasonal sets, you know, we're in the midst of, uh, resetting all the departments for the summer set with the stone fruit, pulling back your winter fruits, your pears, grapefruit, citrus, stuff like that. You're getting out of that and getting into the new, the, the, the new uh, flavors that, that everybody wants with the weather, you know, watermelons are big now and your stone fruit and cherries coming up. Like I said, grapes, everybody loves grapes all year round. And that's, that's a category that everybody hates talking about. It's, uh, it's so hit and miss with, with, uh, with, with quality and, 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 uh, and variety. Uh, a while back, if you remember, there was trouble with the, the ports and shipping and, uh, you know, getting, getting stuff off the ships and onto trucks to get it to the warehouses. You think about it when you're, when you're buying grapes from, uh, from, uh, Chile, uh, it's on the ship for so long and then it's sitting at port, not being unloaded. So by the time it does get off the ship onto a truck somewhere else, it's bad, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why you have these terrible gaps in, in, in brands and quality. And, and, and really it's a snowball effect 
that, that the consumer doesn't see, they don't understand, and they really don't care about it, and they shouldn't. But it's something that we all have to work around and, and try to figure out how to best get quality product for your customers so that you don't turn them away. You know, it just, just takes one instance to turn somebody off from your program. Yeah. And it's over just like that. How are you, is sampling back for you guys yet? Or is that something customers no. are comfortable? No, not yet. No, we, we, we haven't even spoken about it. Uh, it would have to be handled in such a way that it, it you know, you would have to have a, a live demo person, you know, uh, practicing all the safety standards and showing the consumer, you know, the lengths you're going through so that what they're going to sample is okay. Yeah. You know, the days of just cutting up a pineapple and throwing some toothpicks in it, putting a bowl out, those days are long gone. Um, so you're actually, you know, not that you're better off not doing it now, but there really isn't a, a best way to do it. So mm -hmm. until we figure that out, we're, we're just, uh, just word of mouth and, and, and the best sampling you could do is to be in your department and engage your customers in a conversation and, and explain the products that the, the more you know about it, the, the more helpful you could be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, offering to do whatever it takes to get them on board uh, is, is your best sampling practice. You know, mm -hmm. if, if they have to taste it, then they can watch you wash it and cut it and, and they could sample it that way. Um, but uh, just just guaranteeing them that whatever they buy, sure or unsure, that, that you'll back your product and you'll stand by it. And if they don't like it, bring it back. We'll give you a new one. We'll give you your money, whatever, whatever it takes to, to get you to try this honey glow pineapple, whatever. And, and once they try it, it's game over. That's that's mm -hmm. all they want. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, it's awesome that you guys are being so proactive about that because grapes, like you said, is kind of a hard one because there's so many options that like, yeah. e even me haven't been in the industry for a little bit. I'm like, are these going to be good? Or like, what do I remember about this brand versus that brand, this variety versus that variety? And right. it used to be, I think, I can't remember who told me this, where I felt like it was okay if it was an adult or if it was somebody in the industry, but like, to snag one out of a bag, like pre-COVID times, right? And try oh, one yeah. before you buy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. now that feels like, mm, that might not go over well. So it's yeah, like, yeah, no. this is an $8 purchase. Like, you know, I want to try and be sure. Like, it, I can see how it's a hard category. It is. It is. It's, it's very tough. Uh, you know, earlier on in my career, and everybody else will tell you, we used to open up crates of grapes. They came in wooden boxes. You needed a hammer to open them, pry the nails out. And you were just, you were just loading bunches of grapes on the shelf, you know, and, and they were all out there, all over the floor, all over the place. Um, and we've gone from that to now. Uh, we have our, our produce managers and clerks and assistants. They open the bags and roll the tops over and tape them shut to discourage people from sticking their hands in, you know, and, and yeah, it's a risk, but we back our product. And if you're unhappy with it at home, it's inconvenient. You have to come back and, but that's the give and take now. Okay. Oh. We're keeping people from sticking their hands in and, and tasting all they want or whatever. And, and we're just being safe. So if you get it home, and you're not happy. We will certainly take care of you, but that's, that's, that's our best safety practice for it 
an item like that. Well, and like you said, the it really is amazing how far, you know, on top of, you know, you do everything you can to assure quality, but then customer service on top of that. I mean, I'm always amazed how much of a difference it makes for me if I, you know, so I've done the online orders from time to time. And I had one where they just, they just forgotten to put like the big stuff into the trunk of the car. Right. <laughs> so right. I can call them. I'm like, Hey, I had like the Gatorade and toilet paper and some other things that just didn't make it in. And they said, Oh, you know, we're so sorry about that. You know, we'll deliver it out to you. You know, what time works for you. And like, it's amazing how far that will take you and how much leeway, you know, that will buy you when overall the experience is great. And then when there is an issue, immediately fixed, no problem, friendly conversation. I mean, it, it really seals the deal. You know, it makes what was maybe a less than ideal experience, something that makes you feel even better about shopping at that place. Yeah. 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 Customer service is, is huge and you have to, you know, you have to be a face with the name, you know, um, when I was in, in a department, just as a produce manager, I spent as much time on the floor as I could and, and meeting all of my people and, and getting to know them by first name, actually, the longer you're there, the more you're going to hang on to and, and, and just more friendly faces and they, they keep coming back. And, uh, it, it one, the one thing that, that, I thought was was pretty pretty neat about it. Like I would see couples come in, and then then uh, then you would see mama carrying baby, and then I see them coming in shopping with their toddlers, and then they grow up and they're teenagers. The next thing you know, they're coming for a graduation cake, and and you know them that much, you feel like you're their family as well. And uh, and, and I have a lot of uh, a lot of friends that that developed from instances like that. And now when I go into all the other stores as a merchandiser, uh, I'll come back to West Pittston and they'll, they'll be all excited. Are you back here now? Are you back here now? Oh. I'm like, no, just for today. But, you know, it's good to see you. And, and that's uh, that, that's how it grows when you get to know your your customers, you get to know what they're looking for and, and uh, you could better service them that way. That's amazing. Well, Mark, I've already kept you for longer than we had on, on our Microsoft Outlook invite, but I so appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me and, and share your journey and some of the cool things that you guys are doing at Garrity's. And this has been so fun. So thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience for me as well. Anytime. Excellent. Well, let me, um, I, will, I will close us out here with our little wrap up. So one last time, Mark, a huge thank you to you for spending time with me today. And of course, a huge thank you to our listeners for joining us as well. Uh, be sure to check out our archives for more conversations with folks, including Kevin Byers over at PCC Community Markets, Mike Roberts of Harps Food Stores, Brian Day of Four Seasons Produce, as Mark mentioned, and many other um, awesome folks within the industry. We really love getting to hear from the produce retail community and talk through some of the really great opportunities, some of the challenges that are out there. Um, so thank you all again, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week on the Produce Retail Podcast.